You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcom. Hey, nomads, welcome to another episode of Travel Nursing and Allied Life. I'm your host, Dylan Callier. Might recognize me from the New Medical Nomads podcast. Our next guest on this speaker series is an occupational therapist that has traveled for the last seven years. With her past success in heading operations in the tech startup space, she pivoted her skills towards founding The List, a database for travel healthcare jobs where travelers can choose their own job and recruiter. She has many years of experience with participating and researching and managing international medical mission trips. You can catch her medical mission trip session live at Travcon 2023, September 17th to the 20th in Las Vegas. Please welcome Erica Harvett. Thank you, Dylan. That was an intro. That was a whole mouthful. Gosh, you know more about me than I know about me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about it. that's accurate. But cool. I sound yeah, cool. you've done a lot. You've done a lot, I've and and still and still travel through it all, which is uh, very impressive. I think most travelers have done a lot. I think there's something about our personalities where we're predispositioned to travel, but we're also predispositioned to like other things, which is just trying and doing everything. You're one hundred percent nuts correct. in that way. Yeah, I I, th- I think so. I think you know it gives us such a lifestyle to try new things. Um, some people, you know, take times off and go to other countries, and other people do medical mission trips, and other people try to start businesses and um, successfully start businesses, and you know, do all the things. So I think it's a great um, lifestyle to kind of leverage um, anything you want to try. Like anything uh, you want to try other than like having a community in one place. It's the Mm. one thing that we may not do. (laughs) We can have anything but that. We just have a community. Maybe like stable relationships. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We have a community we get to meet once a year. That's a, that's at least how I've fixed that, that issue. Yeah. You've, you've traveled for, for a while. Um, Usually for those listening, um, people travel for around like two to three years and then they really start craving community. And so they usually um, kind of settle down somewhere. But you've done it seven years. I've done it six years. I think friendships has been a big reason why a lot of the online relationships have been a big reason why I've been able to be so successful and keep going. Um, What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree. Like I, I probably, we probably had this conversation before, but when I started traveling the first couple of years, I didn't know anybody else that traveled. I just thought I was alone. Like, I just thought I was a solo person living this life and that like, no one could understand me. Like it's isolating on the road, you know, if you're a new traveler or a traveler in general, you know, but you don't realize that's the hard part. And then, um, it was Julia's group, Julia Kuhn's group, travel therapy therapist that, I had joined um, and all of a sudden I had this like community of travel therapists and I was just so involved in it. Just like it it just felt so good to have other people that understood your life experience and that made similar life choices as you because we used to get a hard time. You remember how what I don't know if everyone gets a hard time when they start traveling, but I used to get a real hard time from people. I don't know if it's because traveling is more prevalent now. Or if it's because all the people around me are so used to me doing what I do that they're just leaving me alone. What do you think? I think once travel nursing got popular, it became like a lot more accepted. Like I know traveling five years ago, um, people almost didn't believe that's what you did. Like, you know, strangers that you would meet and they thought you were like part of the government or, you know, maybe (laughs) something, something agent. And um, it's like, no, no, it's, you know, it's travel healthcare. We, We do this. 
And uh, yeah, I think now it's much more commonplace. Also, um, I think just the popularity of like van life and like different um, lifestyles have really been accepted now to where they weren't so much um, back when we started. Yeah, that's totally true. I think with COVID and now, you know, so many more people being a nomad other than just us, like before it was kind of taboo. And now it's like fine and cool and normal. Mm -hmm. You're right. I think that really changed the landscape a lot. So Erica, you are coming back to TrafCon talking about medical mission trips again. Um, For big key takeaways, um, what can travelers kind of expect if they haven't done medical mission trips before? Um, What can they expect through that whole process? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, the the presentation that I do that I got to do last year, and I'm going to do this year again at TravCon, there's a lot of information that I have about, you know, what to expect and what to bring in all of these things and things that you haven't considered. But I think the most fun part about it is like things to expect, because if you haven't gone, you probably don't know what you're in for. Um, So when I talk to people about potentially going on a medical mission trip, I want to prepare them for what they're walking into. We in the U.S. are so used to being so like kind of catered to and taken care of. And when you go to a different country, it's not like that, you know, and a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of like smaller organizations running these or people from different countries running these programs that just operate differently than what we think is how it should be run or how efficient things should be. So you kind of have to just walk in without expectations of how things are going to be run. Um, So there could be things like language barriers. One time we went to, um, was it Madagascar we were in? I'm trying to remember which trip I was on, but they had sent us, I think so, because I think they sent us like Malagasy and we like, we're like studying all of this for weeks before we got there. And then we get there and it was like the wrong dialect. So like no one knew what we were nothing. And so, so we had to just learn like four new words and just like get by with those, you know, words that we learned getting there because it was a different like island we were on, a different tribe. Yeah. So, you know, so language barriers can definitely happen. Um, Organizational issues, you know, they might, whatever schedule they have planned, you have to expect that things are going to change. You know, there can be supply shortages. You know, I try to bring supplies personally. Um, and we, you know, could talk more later about like what those things would be, but just to make sure that you have what you need to help people, um, because they don't always like think through those things. Um, and so, you know, that on the organization front, but then also on the like living condition front, I don't think I've ever been on a mission trip where we had hot water. I think we, I've always had rainwater, um, and, you know, in a limited amount of it, you know, food, you eat when they eat and you eat what they prepare and their food, you know, the one, let's see, it's so hard to remember like where I was on these things because the trips kind of blend together and Dylan, I know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I think we were in Uganda and this meal that was prepared, I mean, the most, the kindest woman ever prepared this beautiful meal for us. And it was um, like four different types of potatoes was the meal and beans. And so you, we are very used to having a lot of like fresh produce, but that's a luxury to them. And so, you know, your stomach tends to get stopped up. You tend to have like, you know, constipation. And so things you want to think about in terms of like bringing like a diuretic or, 
um, something so that you're not getting blocked up. Um, you know, it's just things like that. And, and trash disposal is another example. Like, you know, they don't usually have trash systems like we do. Like if there's trash, they just, you know, potentially are going to throw it outside depending on where you are. And do you want to be contributing to that? Probably not. So you yeah. want to be cognizant of like the trash that you're making so that you're not adding that and, you know, potentially do pack in, pack out like we do when we're camping. So, um, you know, sleeping arrangements, you're probably going to be in bunk beds most places that I've been. And there are like luxury volunteer retreats. Like I've certainly been invited to them, but you know. You want to think about like, are you doing the most good or are you going on vacation and then helping people that are living in like drastically different circumstances you are? Like, I think it's good for us to go and experience the hardships. And we don't even have like close to the hardships they're in when we're staying in this like community housing, but to be closer to feeling what that is and experiencing it, I just think is so good for you, you know? Definitely. I think uh, it's a little stoicism in there. I think uh, there's uh, some philosophy about, you know, kind of going through hardships and being able to appreciate what you have once you go through those hardships. Um, when it came to things that you're bringing, um, you're talking about packing in, packing out. What are some um, stuff that you like to pack when you're going on these uh, trips? Okay, for sure, sunscreen and bug spray. I definitely run out of those things and it was just... There was not another place to get them. So it depends. You know, you're going to research where you're going and what's going to be available. But, you know, I was on the boat with on a boat without electricity or any signal contact for a month. And we definitely ran out of shampoo, bug spray. (laughs) My butt was so red from being burned. I couldn't even sit down. It was misery. (laughs) That part of it. Um, so definitely things you need to take care of yourself. Um, you want to think about like feminine products. Um, you want to think about that because again, you don't want to leave something behind. So like there's menstrual cups and things that you can do to where you're not leaving things behind. Um, and then the clothes you're going to bring generally be prepared that they might get trashed. You know, like we would be traipsing through like knee deep mud, you know, and your pants and shoes are going to be ruined. Always. I bring a backpack with me so that I have the supplies I need on me and I can keep them, you know, out of the mud. And again, if the people I'm going with, um, maybe didn't have all the supplies with them or somebody forgot, to bring something i have everything i need to be able to do the job that i needed to do that day um another thing that's really good is like a headlamp because again you might not have electricity or you might not have electricity after like 6 p.m or something you know so having those headlamps are like super super handy um yeah and just think too like you're going to be around people that don't have a lot So maybe don't bring things that are extravagant. And also culturally, culturally, it isn't inappropriate in a lot of other cultures to take something that you want. Like there's a lot of cultures where the community shares things and what is someone's is everyone's. And so, you know, you might have things taken from, you know, there was a girl that had like her perfume was taken, but in that culture that was normal, like, oh, somebody else wanted that perfume. Mm. So now they have it. Um, but also they don't have things like that, you know, so it's just this huge luxury that they found was like probably the greatest day for them. Quite honestly, maybe we need to bring more perfume. I don't know. I don't know what that disrupts, but (laughs) 
Um, um, so just <laughs> taking a minimal amount of things and things that you don't mind if they get ruined or, you know, things that you can replace. Got it. Got it. And then what have you noticed, um, especially now this year that, you know, the COVID era um, that kind of lifted the the pandemic title. Um, what have you noticed in the last two years compared to uh, medical missions now? Um, with uh, the lifting of those like restrictions, um, anything you want to say on that? Yeah, well, when COVID happened, as we know, Dylan and I both got stuck outside of the country when COVID happened. We were both not in the U.S. Uh, when it happened, you got stuck for longer, but I was in a mm-hmm. weirder position. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that uh, <laughs> So uh, definitely that shut everything down, as we know. But, um, you know, I haven't been certainly everywhere since COVID has lightened or those restrictions have lightened up at least. Um, but it's definitely a lot more easy and accessible. And there's um, government websites that I'll go over, um, paste the link to, that you can go and check and see what the travel restrictions are super easy so you can see is this open and available for me or not right now oh awesome yeah uh do you want to go through those items that you've used for um those links and then i can provide them in the description um yeah i will give you um so there's the center for disease control these are the two websites that i give out cdc.gov Center for Disease Control, and then travel.state.gov. The travel.state.gov, I've used that before, even just um, on normal trips. It's kind of just a little heads up to um, your local government that, hey, this is where I'm going to be. And um, before the pandemic, I saw really no use for it, but I did it anyways because I was told to. And then um, when when you get stuck, that's how they know where you're at. So uh, I would put exactly where you're going in the timelines that you expect to be because uh, you never know when you're going to have to learn what a repatriation flight is. Oh, my gosh. I know. Just for safety alone. So that so those two um, sites, CDC is obviously Center for Disease Control. So that will tell you all of the vaccinations that you need and anything that you should worry about. Um, and then travel.state.gov, yes, that is one application of the site is to tell them that you're going to be out of the country and where. Um, but it also tells you safety. It'll give like, like you a safety rating and like any like typical crimes that happen, anything you should be prepared for. And it'll advise you whether you should or shouldn't travel there as an American right then. So it's just safety updates for that place that you're looking to go to. For those that haven't used that before, I think they gave it like four stages. Maybe it's even five. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, I don't, I don't remember which is, which one is stage one, but, um, they'll basically, it's, it's pretty clear. It's like, Hey, stage one, um, you know, travel freely. It's totally fine. And then you work your way down the list or up the list and, uh, it'll be like, Hey, don't, don't go here. Um, probably, you know, with, if there's a war going on, like there is on the other side of the world right now. Um, political tensions, uh, hurricane storms, those types of things. Um, it's really good resource and, uh, it's really, really easy to understand as well. Um, you know, you won't, you won't have to spend more than five minutes looking it up for those that haven't done it before. Yeah. Super easy. Both super good resources before you go. Definitely. Definitely.
Well, thanks so much, Erica. So for those listening, if you are interested in medical mission trips, I know it was a hit last year, will be a hit again this year. That'll be this year at Trafcon 2023, September 17th to the 20th in Las Vegas. And you can see Erica and all of her wonderful knowledge on medical missions. Thanks so much, Erica, for joining and I'll see you at Trafcon. Thank you, Dylan. See you there. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 